Welcome to Riches in Christ Radio Ministry with Diane Kennedy. Please stay tuned at the end of today's lesson. We'll give you information on how you can acquire this week's tape, along with information about our weekly meetings and website. Now, here's Diane Kennedy. This week, we're continuing our discussion of the importance of becoming a regular, systematic reader of the New Testament. By that I mean reading the New Testament from start to finish over and over again. You don't skip around. You don't stop and look up all the words you don't understand. If you do that, you won't get beyond a couple of verses because no one understands it when they start reading it. You just read it from beginning to end. The New Testament set aside 10 to 15 minutes a day or as close to that as you can get. Read as far as you can get in 15 minutes. Leave a marker and pick up there the next day. As you do that over and over, you will become familiar with the New Testament. Understanding comes with familiarity. As you do that, you will be changed. Uh, changed. One of the reasons for becoming a regular systematic reader of the New Testament is so that God can work in you through his word. We've spent much of this week talking about that. Now, it's already Friday, so I got a lot more I want to get in before this segment of our discussion ends. So let me just get right to it. We left off yesterday's, um, we we're talking about why am I saying read the New Testament? Uh, I'm not ignoring the Old Testament, but you'll get a lot more out of the Old Testament if you first get familiar with the New Testament. You see, the New Testament records the fulfillment of what the Old Testament pointed to, which was the coming of Jesus. And we said yesterday that the first four books of the New Testament, the Gospels, are selective biographies of Jesus written so that men will believe on Jesus. I have people say to me regularly, your faith is so strong. Well, it is. And you know why it is? Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It's through, nobody really, well, I shouldn't say nobody, I don't know everybody, but very few people actually believe that verse because if they did, we would keep our noses in the word of God so our faith could be strengthened. My confidence in Jesus is strong because I've gotten to know him through the book that reveals him. My brother led me to the Lord and is the one who told me, you get to know Jesus, the living word, through the written word of God, the Bible. I was so enthralled with Jesus, I just wanted to know him. So becoming a regular reader of the New Testament was no problem for me. By that, I'm not saying it didn't take some effort. It did take effort. But whatever effort I had to put forth, it was worth it to me if I could know Jesus better at the end of it. John chapter 20, verse 31, John wrote, These things are written, the things in the Gospels are written, that you might believe on Jesus. Now, um the epistles or the letters were written to the first Christians to tell them what we believe, we as Christians believe, and how we're supposed to live. Now, some of it seems strange to us because it deals with issues among that first generation of Christians. At that time, there were arguments over eating meat offered to idols. Rome was in control of the area where Jesus came to earth. He, they were in control of Israel. And they set up meat markets throughout the area. But some of the meat was offered to idols. 
before the pagan Romans put it up for sale. And there were arguments among the Christians, should we even eat that meat if it's been offered to idols? Well, that means nothing to us because it's not an issue in our culture. They also, there's stuff in there about the place of the law of Moses because the first Christians were all Jewish and they had grown up with the law of Moses and it was paramount to them. Well, what do we do with it? Some of what you read in the epistles deals with specific questions and problems that arose in the communities of these first believers. Parts of it were written to remind readers of what the writer had taught them when he was present with them. Those are whole lessons for another day. But as you become familiar with the text through regular reading, it starts to make sense. You just have to trust me on that. Um, I, nobody believes me when I first tell, well, I shouldn't say nobody because I don't know everybody, but oftentimes people don't believe it because they've tried to read it and didn't understand it. But if you persist, you will get familiar with it. That's what happened to me. I didn't understand 99% of the New Testament when I first read it, the first couple times through. But each time I read it through, I got a little more light because I got a little more familiar and I started seeing dots connect. See, um, now you might say, that doesn't help me. I'm in a desperate situation. And to take months and months to get familiar with the New Testament, to find the answers that I need, I can't do it. Show me the verse that will help me. Well, the Bible is an amazing book. As you're getting familiar with it, and learning your way around it, God can still help you and meet you where you are with your present tense issues. I'll give you an example. I was a brand new Christian. I Maybe I had been a Christian, I don't know, a year, two years maybe. I mean, I was not that old in the Lord. And I had become a Bible reader. There was still a lot I didn't know. But when I was a young Christian, somebody that I care about very much was badly hurt by a fellow believer who caused great damage to my friend's life and reputation. And this person who had harmed my friend was also involved in real big sin at the time, and they were also leading worship in a pretty well-known church here in town. And I really struggled with all of this. How is this person who's living in gross sin and destroying the reputation of somebody I know is living as they're supposed to be living, yet this person is exalted as a worship leader. They say they love God. I really struggled. Well, one day at school, I was a school teacher at that time. I On my, uh, what they called your conference hour, it was supposed to be a preparation period, but I couldn't focus. I was just so upset. So I shut the door to my classroom. I'm all by myself, and I just walked around praying in other tongues to try to find some relief. Well, as I was doing that, the thought came to me, they have a zeal for God. This person has a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. Now, that's actually Romans 10, 2. They have a, this person has a zeal for God. This person who was living in sin and leading worship and badly damaged my friend, they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. Peace came to me instantly. Instantly. Now, here's the funny thing. If we were to look at this passage in Romans chapter 10, verse 2, we would see that, that that passage has nothing to do with relational issues. 
Paul was actually explaining the place of the Jews of that day since, as a nation, they had rejected Jesus as their Messiah. Nothing had nothing to do with what I was struggling with. However, because I had read it, because I was reading my New Testament regularly, the Holy Spirit had something to work with, and he was able to personally apply it to me and help me in my time of need. So as you become a regular systematic reader of the New Testament, you can get immediate help even though you're just stumbling your way around getting familiar with it. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? Now, here's what I want to finish up with this week. Regular reading of the New Testament will give you a picture of what it looks like to live as a Christian in this world. It'll show you what Christianity should look like. And it will help you recognize teachings that aren't in the New Testament or which contradict it. Being a Christian is kind of like putting a puzzle together. You get saved and you start listening to sermons in church, on TV, on CD. But nobody ever shows you the picture on the box. Therefore, it's hard to put the pieces in place. Have you ever tried to put a puzzle together without looking at the picture on the box? It's very hard to do that without looking at the picture. Well, that's what happens many times when we become a Christian. Nobody gives us the overview. Nobody gives us the big picture. We just get little pieces of the puzzle every time we hear a sermon preached. Systematic reading of the New Testament will help you see the picture on the box. It'll help you fit the pieces together. Now, these are lessons for another day, but let me summarize the framework you'll get from reading the New Testament. This is what Christianity looks like. And if this becomes your view of reality, fear will vanish and you will overcome in life's challenges. Number one, we're only passing through this world as it is. And the greater and better part of our life is ahead after this life. Number two, eternal things matter more than temporal or temporary things. Number three, God is much more interested in you developing Christ-like character than he is in where you live, what job you have, who you marry, or what ministry you're in. And number four, the most important thing you can do in this life is shine the light of Jesus in your world. Let me repeat those four things. If you become a regular systematic reader of the New Testament, this will become the framework out of which you live, and it'll make you unstoppable. It'll remove fear and make you a conqueror. Number one, we're only passing through this world as it is, and the greater and better part of life is ahead in the life to come. Number two, eternal things matter more than temporal or temporary things. Number three, God is much more interested in you developing Christ-like character than he is in where you live, what job you have, who you marry, or what ministry you're in. And number four, the most important thing you can do in this life is shine the light of Jesus in your little corner of the world. Friends, we live in a a unique time. The return of Jesus is near. And in Matthew 24, he said three times that the hallmark of of these years will be false messiahs. 
accurate knowledge from the Bible is our protection against the deception, deception that's ramping up in the world. As the world increasingly abandons God, they're discarding truth because God is the truth. They're discarding him. He's the standard by which everything else is judged. Absolute truth as a concept has largely been discarded. It's not unusual to hear people say, well, that's your truth, but it's not mine. We've raised several generations of youth to whom, to whom objective facts don't matter. What matters is what they feel. Well, Proverbs 28, verse 26 says, he who follows his feelings is a fool. See, this kind of thinking is creeping into Christian circles. Uh, Oh, there's so much. Gosh, we're almost out of time. Let me just, if you're familiar with the Gospels, though, you'll know what Jesus says. If you're familiar with the epistles, you'll know how we're supposed to live, and you'll be able to recognize the false teachings that are rampant today. More next week. You've been listening to Diane Kennedy of Riches in Christ. To order this week's teaching on CD, be ready for our number coming up soon. Diane teaches locally every Friday night at 7.30 p.m. near Highway 44 in Jameson at 4720 Jameson. Praise and worship is provided by Mercy's Child before each lesson. Riches in Christ provides a website at www.richesinchrist.com where you can listen to this week's radio lesson, download years of teachings and outlines, sign up for free weekly outlines, and order Diane's book, God is Good and Good Means Good. Friends, Knowing that God is good is the single most important thing to stand on when trouble hits. If you think the trouble comes from or is allowed by God, then you need this book. For information or to order this week's lesson on CD, call us at 1-888-739-6619. Please mention today's date. Our number again is one 739 66 19.